Hello everyone and welcome to The Stage of Place, the podcast where we here chat to those who work behind the scenes in a theatre. And on today's episode, we are joined by Sunuko Abuchi, the video designer behind Sputnik's Sweetheart, which is currently playing at the Arcola Theatre until the 25th of November. I had a really lovely chat with Sunuko a couple of weeks back as they were getting ready to open the show that very night. Well, the show has now opened to amazing four-star, five-star reviews, so I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode episode but to also listen to somebody who we rarely get on to the Stagey Place podcast and that's a video designer something that is often really admired but overlooked when we look at talking to those people who create animations for shows so I really hope that you enjoy this interview with Sanuko Ibuchi. Hello and welcome to the Stage Place how are you doing today? Yeah good thank you very much you know thank you for inviting me it's great. Thank you so much for coming on. Today we are talking about Sputnik's Sweetheart, which is on at the Arcola Theatre. We are currently recording on the night of its opening on the 27th of October. How are you feeling about the show opening tonight? I'm so excited. You know, we are still working on it. And then we've got the dress rehearsal this afternoon. So it's still quite a lot of things to do. But, you know, we are just so excited about opening tonight. Yeah, exactly. And we should say that you are the video designer on the show, bringing to life the animation on stage. Obviously, Sputnik Sweetheart was originally a novel. So were you familiar with the novel before working on the projects? Well, to be really honest, I've never read, you know, this Sputnik Sweetheart. But, you know, I, of course, you know, as a Japanese came across, you know, Murakami while I was growing up. And also I loved a film called Drive My Car, which won Cannes and, you know, those in hours recently. It was great that I could watch that film like one year before I was given this opportunity to work on Murakami, you know, production, because I could really feel the sense of how that can be visualized. So it was really good to know that. That's amazing. And we'll talk a little bit about Sputnik's sweetheart later on and the Mm -hmm. run. But what I like to find out about all of my guests is how they came into theatre or their career that they're in now. So as an animator and video design. So talk to me a little bit about how that came into your life. When did you start to become a video designer or an animator? Yeah, so um, I'm, you know, also a stage set designer. I've been producing the pantomime design for the last 12 years. So that's my background as well, you know, the spatial design and the theater design. But then during the COVID, you know, my pantomime, not really totally canceled, but kind of reduced in size. I had more time. So I started to work on this animation to send it to my dad. That's birthday. And then that's how, you know, one of the music producers saw the clip and they contacted me, said, you know, can you do the mu- music video for our new song? So that's how I started to, like, you know, work on this um, animation journey. You know, of course, as a Japanese, I grew up with animation. Like, you know, I love Evangelion. I love all those, you know, Studio Ghibli movies. And of course, it was in me. But then when I actually do that by myself on iPad, it has a different story because, you know, to create, you know, three and a half minutes music video, it took me like two months of yeah. the whole of my energy into it. So then I started to understand that, you know, the scale of, you know, what the animation is about a little bit. And then, but I, I really, really loved the process of it. So then the music video, you know, appeared on YouTube and then that it was really nice hit and then that brought more opportunities for me to try more with other you know commissioners and then artists and then that's how I 
started to really produce animations for other people. But at the same time, you know, there was one more thing that I have to mention. One of my children who is in the secondary school no longer could go to school because of the COVID and then the depression and then everything. You know, the animation came as a tool to communicate with my you know, son. So we decided to make, you know, personal animation. So he writes the story, I make the character and I do the animation. So that's how we nurtured this you know, amazing black and white animation. I think that is the one that probably the production saw to be, you know, able to have me here at the Arcola. At that time, I didn't think about anything of commercializing it. But it brought me this uh, college job, so it's amazing. That is wonderful. What a wonderful bit of story there. So so you had your son writing and then you animating it. Exactly. So it is kind of, you know, our recovery process. So it was about the school refusal children, one in Tokyo, one in London. And then the, the animation is called Neon London. So when the London is, you know, like after midnight, you know, she wakes up and then starts doing this, you know, gaming. And that's how she could communicate with this, you know, guy in Tokyo. And then they're both struggling at home and then they started to communicate and made a friendship. And then, you know, that really helped both of them. So that is a beautiful story. You know, if I have a time, you know, I'd love to make episode five, but I haven't got around to do it yet. Yeah. yeah, and we were just talking up there about Studio Ghibli and like, obviously mm-hmm. in the UK, we're now getting Neighbour Totoro at the Barbican and next year yes. Spirited Away coming to London as well. Everything is now coming over to London, coming over to the UK. And now we've got Sputnik Sweetheart also into London. What does it feel like mm-hmm. to have these movies that you've seen way back when as you were growing up? They're now coming to London. It mm-hmm. must feel so nice that UK audiences are now seeing stuff that you see. Oh my word. Oh, yeah, because, you know, that when I came here 23 years ago, the only opportunity that the Japanese like animation was on air somewhere in the UK was the, like Barbican cinema. Yeah. And it was like limited time or like Japan festival or something like that. And then that time I watched Whisper of the Heart, you know, that's another Studio Ghibli movie. And then I cried so much because I really wanted to reconnect with the Japan and then that brought me to Japan. But then, you know, it was 22 years ago. But after the internet and then the YouTube and all the streamings, the generation right now that, you know, they're like, you know, teens and then even like before teens, they're madly in love with anime. I cannot believe how the culture grew in the last, well, 15 years, maybe. Yeah, it is wonderful. And it's it's just really exciting. You were talking a little bit there about that project there with your son may have paved the way to you now being at the Arcola Theatre. Just mm-hmm. like- Sweetheart. So talk to me a little bit about how you actually got involved with this production of Sputnik. Who told you about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, you know, I currently live in the place called Peak District. So it's a North England. And because, you know, I'm away from London for the last two years already that even though I'm still based in London, I wasn't really doing much activities in London. And then one day when I was shopping in nearby Tesco, I received a DM message to the um the Facebook page of this Neon London. And it was the first time that I received uh like you know DM on that because it's it's not really active. I, I just opened that 
Facebook account to be able to share the stuff on Facebook. So I didn't make much notice. And I'm like, you know, is this, you know, like a junk mail? So I didn't really think of that. And then after coming back house and I looked into the message properly opened it and it mentioned Akola Theater. So I was like, yeah, the one in London? Is it really? So I contacted amazing Leila and then Leila connected me to Meli, Meli Steele, the director. And then when I saw Meli in one of the Zoom meetings back in May, she gave me so much inspiration, so much ideas. And I'm like, oh my God, I really want to do this. But still at that time, it wasn't really like, you know, finalized. I didn't even know whether I'd be you know, hired or not. But my passion grew so much to the point that I just created the animation for it without anyone requesting it. And I sent that, you know, short animation to Mary. Yeah. And then now it is the prologue of this, you know, production. So it is still being used. Like you say, like it just, it's wonderful how social media works then, where people can just yes. message you. And like you say, you, you could have just fobbed it off as junk mail and it, <laughs> you know, not being a thing, but then you saw that it was the Arcola Theatre. And here we are now. I mean, it is... It, yeah. it, experience so let's talk about Sputnik Sweetheart then so for people who aren't familiar with the story can you tell us a little bit about what audiences can expect if they come and see the show at the Arcola Theatre so if you have a background of reading Murakami you know novels maybe they might know some elements you know which is keep coming into so many different stories like you know isolation this world and then the other world Mm. and then this like loneliness and those things, you know, throughout his, you know, like history of novels, that's always there. So that's one thing, you know, they can expect. But also, okay, this is just a moment of one person and then another person meeting. And then it might be just a second or the moment of their lives, but they are so connected and then they have a magical time and then they'll go off to the different journey again. So this is the kind of thing you're going to see visually from the story, from the music everywhere, lighting everywhere. Because I came from Japan to here without any knowledge, any friends, nothing. So I was totally alone, but then I connect with people, but then being in London for the you know 20 years, of course, people move to so many different places. So you know, we just meet up and then go. So it's like, you know, each of us are like, you know, like a Spatonic. We are inside this machine and then we are floating in the space and then we might be lucky to meet up, but then we, you know, say goodbye soon. So that's something, you know, I'm sure everyone can relate to. If they are coming from London, they are obviously will know the feeling of that. So yeah, it's going to be really nice to know that. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And we should say that you also did the artwork illustration for the play as well which is yes that's right it's a lovely image I love the image so much it's wonderful so tell me a little bit then how you then create your animation and your video design because obviously you've probably Mm -hmm. got the script you know the novel you haven't read it but you then get the script for the actual show how does your brain creatively work when creating these video designs for the play Yeah. yeah so I've read the script straight away and I fell in love but also it required me to read in Japanese. You know, I really needed to see the words of Murakami in Japanese too, to get the feel of the 90s, feel of that time. I, you know, ordered Amazon.co.jp 
And then they sent the um, novel over to me. It took like 10 days, but anyway, after that, I read it. And then I thought, okay, so now that this Japanese, you know, is in me as well. But then I still needed to actually smell, feel, see everything else. So I booked my ticket to um, Rhodos, the Rhodes, the island. And then from this Greek island, you take the ferry to this, you know, unknown island in, in his novel. But um, some fans suspect it's a mixture of these two islands called Hauki Island and Simi Island. You know, I went to Simi Island in June to actually feel it. So after absorbing everything I could do, then I started to really picturize and start working on the images. And then all the clips I make, it's uh, like, you know, 15 seconds animation of each scene. I WhatsApp to Mary and then Mary responds straight away. So that's how we started to communicate after coming back from my holiday in Simi Island. That is wonderful. So you actually went on location to these to these places. Yes, I had to do it. Feel of what of what the atmosphere was going to be like. Exactly. Yeah. That is wonderful. So we're coming to nearing the end of our interview now, talking about Sputnik's sweetheart. But let's mm-hmm. ask you this question then. For people who are listening to this podcast and thinking about coming to watch the show, why should they come to watch Sputnik's sweetheart? What is the one thing that you have loved so much about working on this production that you want audiences to take away when they come and see the show? Obviously, probably you will know from the posters and the information that all the people who's involved in these projects are just the, like top, top people of the industry. And I cannot believe I'm actually working with these amazing creative people. So therefore, the atmosphere is great. You know, the making process from the beginning of this is all like 100% positive. So therefore, that when you come into the theater and the Akola, and then see the show, you will feel this, you know, amazing energy that we put, our love we put for the last many months. But also watching the show, well, you know, from the reading the script to, you know, working on this and then watching rehearsal for the last few days, I really feel it opened up one door that I didn't know existed in my emotional world. Now that it's unlocked and I you know, open the door, I'm starting my journey of Sputnik. When you come and watch this show, I think it will be the opportunity for them to find a new door that they didn't know it existed and then open the door and then they're gonna explore the world of Sputnik themselves. That is wonderful. And I really hope that really encourages people to come and watch the show. Because yes, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just step into the world and just enjoy the show at the Arcola Theatre. Well, thank you yeah. so much for coming on to talk about the show. Again, it runs until the 25th of November. So we're going to talk now a little bit about advice that you might have for people who want to come into the industry as an animator or as mm-hmm. a video designer. So tell me a little bit. What is the piece of advice that you give to people who are coming into the industry, maybe wanting to become an animator or a video designer? Yeah. So, for example, you know, even though my technical side of art is not mature and I know that. So I hesitate to like, you know, present myself this way for a long, long time. Finally, I'm comfortable to share, you know, what I've got. Because I know, you know, throughout the last, well, maybe 10 years working in London and then being appreciated of what I produce, I realized, you know, whatever the technical side you have, 
you know, there will be the people who want who wants to see that and who will appreciate that. So please don't hesitate. Some might feel like, you know, oh my God, I have to practice, practice more. Maybe I have to go to this course and do that to be able to like, you know, start something, but start now, mm. you know, start now. And then you just do whatever you feel most, you know, like passionate about. And then people will come and then somebody will appreciate you and then have you in you know, the journey. So please, please, you know, just start now. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that piece of advice. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. There's nothing stopping you from just getting up and being creative and doing it right now. It is wonderful. Well, thank you so much for that piece of advice. We're now going to move over to the final question of this podcast. It's mm-hmm. the title of this podcast. That's the stagey place. And what I love to ask all of my guests is where their stagey place is. So we were talking this a little bit before the recording. So it could be a person that's inspired you. Maybe it's your child who had this idea of this story of this neon London and has created what has slowly become the pathway to you working here at Sputnik Sweetheart at the Alcala Theatre. So maybe mm-hmm. it's someone that's inspired you. Maybe it's a place that's inspired you. You were saying there where you went to one of the islands to feel this emotion mm-hmm. and smell of the area that could really create the animation for Sputnik Sweetheart. Or maybe it's just the place where you sit down and you create these animations. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been in your head and now they're there on the screen. So for mm-hmm. you, whereabouts is your stagey place? So this is my journey of Sputnik Sweetheart. It's not the one place, one thing, but the journey. You know, from little things to dot, to dot, to dot. I came through so many beautiful moments. And then from the beginning, it was magical. So the journey of this whole Sputnik Sweetheart is my stage place, yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much once again for coming on to the Stagey Place. We've been thank talking you, about Sonic Sweetheart, which yeah. is at the Arcola Theatre until the 25th of November. Once again, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much. And there we go, that was my interview with Sanuko Ibuchi, the video designer of Sputnik Sweetheart. Once again, it's at the Arcola Theatre until the 25th of November, so you do still have your time to catch the show if you are listening to this episode on the day or the week of release. I'd love to thank Sanuko so much for coming onto the podcast to talk about the show and to talk about her journey into theatre without being a London resident. It's really nice to hear how people find these jobs online and then are brought down to London to create their work for a London stage. Join us next week on the podcast where we'll be joined by writer Roxy Cook who is bringing A Woman Walks Into a Bank to Theatre 503 this November through to December. Don't forget you can also follow us on social media on Instagram, X and TikTok at The Stage Place where we release all of our sneak peeks for every episode as well as telling you the shows that we go and see in theatre land. So until next time you join us here on The Stage Place, my name's been Elliot, you've been listening to The Stage Place podcast. I hope you're keeping safe and staying stagey. Goodbye.